Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season two. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. So this week, we're doing another end-of-season wrap-up episode. Basically, we'll share our opinions on season two as a whole, discuss some of our favorite episodes and characters, and then make some predictions about what could be coming up in season three. At the end, we're also going to have a spoiler section where we discuss some foreshadowing we saw this season and get into some storylines we're looking forward to next season and beyond. For any first-time viewers, we will warn you before we cross over into spoiler territory, so if you haven't seen the entire series before, feel free to definitely stop there and join us back next week. All right, so let's get right into it. Season two, what a fucking yes. season. I know, so good. We were talking about this all along, how it's all just great episode after great episode, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. I really genuinely, like before we started it, forgot that season two was such a great season. Because when I think of favorite seasons, I always think of three, five, four, seven. Like those are kind of yeah. seasons that jump out in my mind. I forgot how good season two was. No, me too, honestly. Because I, I think of the later seasons too, a lot of the time. Or like three, four, like you said. I mean... Even season one, because it's just like, they're so young and new to it. It's, I enjoy it a lot, but yeah, no, season two, I never really think about it. I think I forgot that a lot of these really great episodes are in this season, yeah. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Enjoyed going over this season with you. So what do you want to start with? Um, Do we want to start with the best episode, strongest episodes of the season? Let's do it. All right. What did you put first? What's your okay. number one episode of season two? So my number one episode, and this isn't favorites. This is like what we find the strongest, correct? Yes. I did P3H2O. Ooh, interesting. Why? Yeah. Because I feel like we learned a lot of history with their mother. We met Sam. We found out like, we found the connections between um, Piper and Leo and Sam and um, Patty uh, we saw Prue's emotion. I don't know. It just felt very strong to me, well put together. And the way it all worked out in the end, like, just beautiful, honestly. Yeah, no. I mean, I also think it's a really strong episode. I had it on my list, but I had it as number eight. Number eight, really? Yes. And I'll get into, like, some of my episodes I found more strong before I kind of get into why I ranked it a little lower. Um, because I agree with you. I think there were so many important moments in that episode. Like you said, we get the family history. We see those connections between Piper and Leo with the parallel with their mother. Prue's kind of fears that she might end up like their mother throughout that episode were really strong. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It's a good episode. But my number one, I put Morality Bites as number one. Really? I did, yeah. Okay, because that one, that one was actually my number two was it oh, yeah <laughs> it was so up there that was my close. second yeah so reasons I chose that episode one I've always enjoyed that episode 
but I really liked all the historical allegories in it that we kind of talked about throughout that episode. I really liked also having a Phoebe-focused episode. I feel like we don't get that many of those earlier on in the show, so it was really exciting for me to have one that's so based in her character. And I feel like the moments from that episode kept coming up over and over again throughout the season. Like that lesson of, oh, we can't like punish the guilty. I can't even count the number of times that that came up again later in the season. Yeah, no, you're right. Which is why I I, I put that one up there too. Everything that you're saying. I mean, not only was it like, like you said, with the different aspects of the future and a Phoebe-based episode, which we really don't get much but that lesson was something that I had written down too, was something that kept coming up throughout the show. And we got to see, I mean, Piper and Leo's story in the future and how that went for them. Kind of Prue still being the driven career type. And honestly, the emotion in that episode, the acting at like when she was burning in the fire, it was incredible. Um, But yeah, no, I definitely agree. That one is one of the strongest episodes of the season and like you're saying kind of seeing their futures and the way they either like moved towards that future or away from it for the rest of the season was really interesting and again having it as an early episode and then kind of building off it i really love that one me too i thought it was so funny also in that episode the way they kind of saw the future you know what i mean with those like hovering type cars everything being you know it was it was so different and I feel like you see that a lot like when people are predicting oh where would we be in you know 2020 here we are watching it what they expected it would be but we're in that time now and it's not even close yeah I know because we're literally in the future from where that episode is set but like they are thinking of it as like their future so that was also very interesting to cover through like our modern lens I totally yeah definitely All right. what was your so, number two my number two I had Miss Hellfire uh, I figured you would I have <laughs> I have Miss Hellfire in here too but I actually put it at number six. Oh, all right all right yeah. so reasons I put Miss Hellfire so okay we got my boy Barbus, right we got the of love course. of my life Bane <laughs> um we also I feel like that episode is really interesting for Prue's character I love seeing her take on this more fun role. I feel like it leads to a lot of the changes in her career path that come later in the season start with her kind of, first they start with her in Morality Bites, seeing the future, right? But then her and Miss Hellfire, like taking on a new role and experiencing something else, I feel like is part of what pushes her to quit her job and kind of move on to a different aspect of her life. I also just think it's a really enjoyable episode. I think the acting is strong. I think the storyline carries through. There's some silly moments. We also get Daryl finding out the secret in that episode, which of course is an important part of the storyline. And yeah. Um, is that also the episode where Prue gets her new power, I believe? is in the It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Where she got the astral projection. I mean, looking at it now, maybe discussing it with you, I can see... I'd probably, if I had thought about all of that, would have moved it higher up, you know? But um, I still I still did have it in there for all the same reasons you said. And not only did I feel like that helped Prue career-wise, 
but I felt like it loosened her up altogether, you know? Like, we get to see her in this badass, fun experience, something she's never done before. She was always business, 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 taking care of her family. And even in season one, we didn't see too much of that, like, fun side of Prue. Only, like, on occasion with Andy, you know? Here we are, now she's, like, making jokes more, kind of opening up being more of herself in, in every way, you know? We get to see more of her fun personality, and I feel like it kind of all stemmed from that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I totally agree. I feel like between this episode and um, which Prue is it anyway, we really saw that struggle in Prue's personality, and I feel yeah. like throughout this season, we've definitely started to see more of those other sides of Prue, so I totally agree. Well, for me, my number three, I put Witch Trial. The one with the um, the demon who stole the Book of Shadows and kind of read, reading everything backwards. I thought it was a fantastic episode, honestly. I feel like since it included past demons that we know and love, vanquished before, recalls to season one, I thought that was such a fun idea and nothing we've really had from them before you know we've yet to see them like bring back demons again except for of course barbus but i i thought that was incredible and kind of uh we got to see her open up finally about andy after not really talking about it too much i mean it is only like the first or second episode but oh no because he died at the end so i guess there wasn't that much space in between but we got to see her reaction to the whole Andy situation and I feel like letting all of that out kind of pushed her into starting a new relationship or getting the rebound and changing her love situation her love story you know so I felt like it was very important and we got a lot of fun aspects with other demons and you know seeing how strong uh not only Prue was but just the power of three all together and how they can get through all of that together I thought it was really incredible yeah no I loved that episode also and I think it's a really strong season opener when I was making my list I knew which trial had to be on it I just yeah. didn't know where I actually ranked it number 10 um and it's not because I think it's a bad episode in any way I just feel like the episode I mean the season kept getting stronger and stronger so mm -hmm. for me, I had to rank it lower, but I knew it was in the top 10 for sure. Like, it was an amazing season opener. I loved all those moments you talked about. I also loved Phoebe fighting for their powers, which we see her doing again in um, How to Make a Quilt Out of Americans. We see kind of the sisters struggling with different things throughout that episode. And I like the reversal of, like, Prue having that struggle in the opener and then Piper having it later in the season. So I thought that was an interesting dynamic as well. So I totally agree with you that that's a strong episode. Yeah. It, it's definitely hard to rank exactly which ones are the strongest, you know? I feel like generally we have the same episodes, but, you know, they're just kind of all over the list. But it's understandable. I mean, this season was so... it. It was full of so many strong ones. I was sitting there for like an hour trying to figure out which one, which order to put them in. And so it's probably not perfection, but all of these I do think are, you know, incredibly strong episodes. Yeah. And I mean, so far we have, we haven't <laughs> had a, that's not on my list yet. Yeah, exactly. All right. So my number three, I put Awakened <laughs> as number three. It's on mine. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to do it, but it is on mine. 
I had to do it. Um, you know, Awaken was never one of my favorite episodes. I think I even said that in our recap. But I, it is a good episode, and I feel like it's an important episode. One, mm-hmm. it puts us on the path to Piper and Leo's storyline for the rest of that season. I mean, that sets up all of that. Leo losing his powers, Piper having to choose between Leo and Dan for real now that there's an actual like chance of her and Leo being together. We get the sisters using magic for personal gain and paying the consequences, which then leads to later episodes like Astro Monkey. And I think it's a really important storyline. I mean, I also love seeing Phoebe's like maternal side with the little boy in that episode. I think it's a strong episode and I think it's a really important one for season two. I think you're right. Everything that you said, that's pretty much why I have it. I had it as number eight on my list, but it is on there. And for all of the reasons that you said as well, uh, setting up you know leo losing his powers and doing that for piper dan overhearing that and then the kind of struggle between the two happens right after that and on top of that i i mean personally i know you said that it was never one of your favorites i've always loved this episode so that's why i didn't know if it was going to be on your list i was like am i just putting it on the list because i just love this episode and always have or is it actually a strong episode but thank you for making me feel better about that because i genuinely do think it was really strong and important and you know what I think it's one of the only episodes we have that didn't have a problem because of a magical being or a magical cause. You know, she got genuinely sick as a human would, you know? Mm-hmm. She got the sick through a mortal way. Exactly. The, that was the lesson we learned at the end of the day. <laughs> Don't get illegal fruit. <laughs> I remember talking about that, too. But um, I thought that that was really interesting that they came up with an episode, you know, without a demon or warlock or anything like that, that she just got sick and they used their magic and personal gain and they got the consequences, you know. So overall, very strong. I I definitely agree. All right. Right. What about your number four? So number four, I put give me a sign. Okay. I put give me a sign at number seven. So it's the only real enjoyable true connection we got from Prue and someone else in this season you know her and Bane that was like real emotion like with her and Jack it was more of a fun kind of thing all along you know it it, it felt like a rebound it worked like a rebound it was a rebound you know but Bane on the other hand this was something that Prue had a real emotional connection to. I loved seeing that trust between them, kind of the leaving us in suspense on what on whether or not he's going to betray them, you know? So, like, I like that they put that for us in the audience. And, of course, the Piper, Leo, Dan of it all, trying to figure out who to go to, all these signs that they're getting, and still managing to make that connect back to Prue, and then all for her to decide Leo in the end, no matter what, was just phenomenal to me. Yeah, I totally agree. I also think in that episode, we start, uh, I mean, Prue's starting out her photography career, right? We see her buying all the supplies. We also have, like you said, that connection between Prue and Bane is one of my favorite connections in the season and in the show in general. I really love that little arc that they have Mm -hmm. together. I also loved Litvak. I mean, he's amazing. And all of that really worked for me. We hear for the first time the source in that episode, right? So we're establishing who 
we've been saying is probably going to be our big bad of next season. Yep. Definitely. That's where he first came up. I forgot that that's where he was first mentioned as well. Yeah. Definitely a strong episode for the season. You ready for my Should put for your number four? I put Ex Libris. Yeah? I did, yeah. You know, I I had it on my list and then I took it off. But it was there. I did have it on. That's crazy. What did you put so, for it? Why? I think that that one is a really strong episode for a few reasons. First, I really like Phoebe's taking charge of her academic career in that episode. I thought that that was really strong. I also really, the connection between Prue and Clevant in that episode, I think, was incredible. I really loved the way that they dealt with the different aspects of fathers in that episode and continuing kind of that storyline of the sisters struggling with their relationship with their own dad. Yeah. I really like the way the episode blends those two storylines together and really works hard to make them connect in a way that completely makes sense and really works. You're right. Honestly, I I think I took that one off for Astral Monkey. I think I switched those ones as my number 10. But um, everything you're saying, I, I definitely agree. I think I was thinking the same thing about all the connections and the way they made the storylines fit together was beautiful. Definitely a very strong episode. I do have to agree. Yeah. All right. So number five. So number five, I put Apocalypse Not. Ooh, not on my list. Why do you put No. <laughs> I thought that it was just really well put together and we got to see the sisters bonding outside of magic and we got to see good and evil working together for the first time for real and you know maybe the only time the intensity of it all uh Leo kind of not being able to get his point across and in the end being right them kind of coming to that conclusion of we are the heroes like we need to protect it's not fair to be selfish kind of thing I just thought it was really awesome altogether. There were some comedy aspects in that, and it it just worked really well for me. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I think, because I was going to put it on my list, but I felt mm-hmm. some others were stronger. That probably would have been my 11th if I had yeah. had, like, an 11th to the list. Definitely. But my number five is part of my past. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I have part that as number past. seven. Ooh, Okay. Yeah. So I put it up there because, one, I really enjoyed the idea of past lives that they introduced in the episode. I know we've talked time and time again about the show's, like, lack of awareness of, like, ages and timelines and stuff. But despite those flaws of the episode, I thought it was really interesting to learn the soulmate's connection with Piper and Leo. There was, of course... Prue learning about her past as a photographer and then picking up that in her present day life. And of course, the idea of past Phoebe and her soul growing past the point where she would reconnect with Anton, who was her soulmate, right? And instead, she chooses good and chooses her sisters. So that's the reasons I chose that episode. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I I did put that one on my list. First of all, I love that we had a 20s-themed episode. That was awesome you know we talked about that how we really love that era same thing aside from the age and timeline flaws it was still very strong kind of got to see the history like you said 
through discovering her new passion and you know that that was her passion in the past that idea of soulmates and everybody staying in each other's lives staying in the same circle and recognizing their souls I thought that was great it was also the first time we got to really see something with Phoebe and another guy you know I mean we got to see well I guess it was in the past and everything but we got to see this great connection even though it was evil we both had talked about how we thought it was still like very passionate and enjoyable and kind of learning that which is something that gets brought up a lot I feel like time and time again um kind of that dark side that Phoebe has to her you know yeah and wondering if down the line maybe that's going to get her in some trouble or if it's going to affect her, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, th- I thought that it was an interesting concept and an interesting way for them to be like, hey, you've always had a little bit in the, in you, you know? Yeah, and I really love her and Prue's conversation at the end of that episode where Prue's kind of like, well, we all do. And I like the way that her sisters support her and believe in her throughout that episode as well. So that's another yeah. reason I enjoyed it. No, I definitely agree. All right, what's your number six? Well, we already talked about it. It was Miss Hellfire. Ah, uh, yes. Right. So yes, and we'll go over again. But what was your number six? My number six is Astral Monkey. Okay. I have that one as my number 10. So the reasons I put it up there, Piper, in that episode, Holly Marie Combs' performance, one of the best performances of the entire fucking season. Mm-hmm. Um, her breakdown at the end of that episode destroyed me. Um, I really love the way she fights so hard for her innocent in this episode. I feel like a lot of the times we see either Prue or Phoebe responsible for an innocent. And this is one of the few times that it's actually very much Piper's innocent. And I see the way that the loss of him to the dark side really affects her. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's also the aspects of kind of Prue and Phoebe for the first time making the decision of because you know they talked about it in the episode they're everywhere but they actually have to do it in this episode let an innocent die in order to save other people and then we see them make that choice about a sister and apocalypse not so I feel like that's a theme that comes up in both of those episodes which is interesting because they are one after another so those are some reasons I put it up there Um, why did you put it up there Everything you just said is also why I put the that episode on my list. I mean, like you said, it's the one or one of the very few times we get to see that from Piper, especially in this season. I feel like there haven't been too much. Her storyline has mostly been Dan and Leo focused, you know, versus here we get to see her have her own innocent. We get to see the emotion and the guilt and the pain and the struggle that comes with it all, you know, and I thought that her emotion really um I don't know really it really it it really was phenomenal you know she did she did a great job and them having to battle through the paparazzi and things like that I thought that that was an interesting like aspect to throw in there too yeah and even what you were just mentioning with the paparazzi that like double fear of exposure I think is another one of the strengths of that episode the way they kind of play those two storylines exactly Um, So one more thing about that episode, I really love Phoebe's kind of journey in that episode where she comes from like this annoyance with Piper and Leo to realizing that she's jealous, right? And she wants something Mm -hmm. like that for herself. So I think that's another important aspect of it. 
It is. You're right. We kind of see that part of Phoebe because we don't really have any love interests, any real love interests for Phoebe yet. So I kind of feel like that was a little hint that maybe soon we might get something for her and that she wants something like that. And maybe she's up next. I hope so. Me too. So my number eight was another one that we talked about. It was Awakened. Okay, yes. And my number eight was also one we talked about. It was P3H2O. So number nine, and I feel like, I don't know if this is going to be on your list. I put Murphy's Luck. Ooh, I did not put that on my list. Why no? put it on yours? Why do you pick it? You know, even though maybe it wasn't a super strong episode storyline-wise, I still felt that it was a really incredible, very strong episode in general. You know, we got to see these realistic aspects of suicide and kind of mental illness and issues that people do have in real life and kind of seeing that and learning that it can happen to anyone, even Prue. It just felt really strong to me, emotional. We could see a lot of that in Prue and her sister's trying to save her and take care of her. It was like, it was just really great to me. And on top of that, we get Leo getting back his powers and we see his kind of little breakdown about not being able to help them and be who he needs to be for them, you know, be who he wants to be. They're white lighter, a savior, just like they are. And then for them to finally decide, well, you know what? It doesn't matter whether we're witch or white lighter. We're going to make it work. After seeing that struggle so many times, even before Dan came along, of them being like, well, is it going to work like this? Is it not? And now they're like, you know what? We're going to make it work, you know? So I felt like it was a very strong episode. I did. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there are a lot of strengths to that episode as well. I think the idea, which we talked about in our recap of, you know, kind of having this dark lighter as a symbol of depression, I thought it was effective. Mm -hmm. I really like Prue's interactions with Maggie throughout and kind of us seeing her struggle because I feel like often we see Prue being, again, that really, like, strong person. Mm -hmm. I also, you know, there's the aspect of hyper-telling Leo that she chooses him, right? So that's in there. And then, like you said, him giving up his mortality in order to try to help them so I definitely agree with you that it's a strong episode so what did you have as your number nine so I had be careful what you wish for yeah I okay. did I struggled with whether I should put it on my list but ultimately I decided that it's a good episode I know we talked about it not being a like quote-unquote feeling like a finale yeah but at the end of the day, I do think that episode has more strengths than weaknesses. I think that the character of the genie is really fun and really effective. I like the way he plays on the different sisters' emotions. We get the wrap-up of our dance storyline in that episode. Uh, spoiler for those who may not have already known, but Dan is not returning for season three. That was his final appearance. Mm -hmm. If he makes another like guest role at some point in the show, I won't say he won't, but that was kind of his last time as a main character. We had Piper and Leo leaving to go meet his bosses, which I think is an important part of their journey as a couple. We have... Phoebe realizing that she's happy with her power, right? She doesn't need that next power just yet. We have 
Prue's struggle in that episode, which is really interesting. This idea that Prue wants to fall in love again, right, is brought up in that episode. And I wonder how that may or may not play out in season three. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't love the assault storyline in that episode, I do think that Shannon Doherty's acting in that episode is really strong. And something we didn't mention in our recap, she actually directed that episode. So the fact that she was able to carry that out while also directing is really impressive to me as well. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. It was a very strong episode for all the reasons you said. That was another one I was debating on putting on my list or not. But, you know, it was it was worth the watch. And what even though it didn't quite feel like a finale, it was still a really strong episode in the season. Like you said, wrapping up Dan and kind of Prue's role in the episode playing that. Um, everything about it. The genie was fun. Like it, it was definitely a very strong, well put together episode. I have to agree. And we also, let's not forget, get introduced to these you know beings they didn't the council right that we don't know if this is a new evil that's going to also be a big bad in the next season you know i'm not someone we've heard of before but we kind of and you know piper and leo leaving to go meet the bosses we do end on some cliffhangers on some wonderment on what's going to happen next so it was definitely very strong yeah definitely and then remind me again what your number 10 was Oh, Astral Monkey. Yes, and mine was Witch Trial, so. Okay, so very close. We had a couple. We had Murphy's Luck and Careful What You Witch For, and I think one other that wasn't Ex Libris, but yeah, no, we've generally had very similar lists. I'm I'm surprised, honestly. Yeah, me too. I mean, our rankings were definitely a little here and there, but we did have a lot of the same episodes, so. yeah. Definitely. And to be fair, it was really, really hard to rank this season. Yeah. I think and... it was much easier to rank in season one because there were actually several um, not-so-great episodes in season yeah. one. Yeah. Agreed. All right. right. What about favorites? Which episodes did you personally like the best? So it was hard for me to narrow down exactly top five, but I think I did a pretty good job, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say so for number one i put morality bites okay always one of my favorite episodes i mean we talked about this and not only is it one of the strongest but the kind of the uh, i don't know phoebe's role and her character and the lesson like everything about it was so strong always been one of my favorite episodes to watch honestly yeah, I actually had Morality Bites as my third favorite episode of the season. So I'm right up there with you. I think it's a really strong episode. I think it's, I always forget that it comes so early in season two, but mm -hmm. it's it's a hot start for season two with that episode. So I totally agree. Definitely. What'd you put for your favorite? I put part in my past. That shouldn't surprise anybody. That's yeah. been one of my favorite episodes. I love the aesthetic. I love the characters. I love everything about that episode. You know, I made fun of it a little bit, like I do all the episodes, but it's a personal favorite of mine. I love it. No matter how much that little stupid, like, family tree with dates that made no sense, <laughs> history and everything, you're never going to convince me that that's not an amazing episode. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Actually, Pardon My Past isn't on my list of favorites, but it was 
it was it was next on the list you know i put for number two i put p3h2o all right yeah no that one i mean finding out about their mom's story and prue and her fear of that connection and learning about their history learning about who sam is i don't know it was it was a really great episode to me i always love to watch that one and definitely one of my favorites of the season so yeah not on my list but definitely a good episode and i know you always love those family episodes so i had a i really was gonna be on yours i really do i don't know why i it get they get me every time my number two was Ms. Hellfire. No one should be surprised about that. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, I figured it would be. My lists. That one's not on mine. Ooh, really? Shocker. I know. Me. No, I know. It was going to be on mine, but I honestly, I put, so that my number three, I put Give Me a Sign instead. Between the two. I mean, I absolutely love Miss Hellfire. It's so badass and it's got Barbus and everything, but I, I love the, like I said, the connection between the signs with her struggling to figure out Dan or Leo, and then we really get to see the connection between Prue and Bane, which I just love it, and the whole not knowing if he's gonna turn his back on them, and lit back, like, just incredible villain, like, I just loved everything about it. I had to, if I was gonna pick between the two, I gotta go with Give Me a Sign. Yeah, Give Me a Sign is also on my list. I had it as my fifth favorite episode of the season, Okay. So. My boyfriend's on my list both times, don't worry. <laughs> of course. Wouldn't expect any different. What'd you put for your number three? Number three was Morality Bites. Okay. All right. So for number four, I put Awakened. Like I said, I when we were, you know, listing strongest episodes, that one just, I can't really explain it. It's just always been one of my favorites. It's really enjoyable for me to watch. I don't know. I It was very, like, centered around Piper. We don't get a lot of that this early on. And it's just always been, always been one of my favorites. So that was my number four. Yeah, I put Chick Flick as my number four. Chick Flick is my number five! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so glad. That's like, we do have the same one because... I know it's not strongest episode storyline-wise, but it is one of the most fun episodes to watch. Yeah. And I love the way they make it seem like like they make fun of horror movies and kind of callbacks to other sh uh, movies and things like that. Billy, love Billy. There's just so much fun, so much great, like, you know, in that episode. And um, Finley Beck, hilarious. Like, everything about that episode was so much fun. Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that episode was the fun we needed before, like, all the, like, really serious episodes that come after it. Definitely was. Glad um, that's on I your mean, list. After that, we have Ex Libris, then Astral Monkey, then Apocalypse Not, then Be Careful What You Wish For. Like, it was the perfect, like, fun towards the end of the season that we needed right before we got into those episodes. Yeah, definitely. I loved it. I'm so glad it was on your list, too. Yeah, me too. I didn't think either, like you would have it too, so that's really funny to me. <laughs> and remind me again what you said. Your oh, give me a sign. Yes, was your number five, right? So pretty good for favorites. I'm. Your list doesn't shock me, and I'm sure my list doesn't shock you based no, on our own ideas. Yeah, 
But that is funny that we had that one fun episode that just had to be on there. Yes. It had to be named. It, it had, had to be to. named. All right. So the next thing we wanted to talk about this season, which we didn't do last time, was our favorite guest characters. So who were some of your favorite characters who came in for an episode or two? So I was trying to do favorite guest characters and not put in villains, you know? Yeah, I did the same thing. So I was trying to avoid that. Obviously, for number one, I put Bane. Yep, me too. <laughs> I mean, had to be. Like, Bane, great character, great storyline going through. And I, just one of my favorites. Very, very hot, of course. We both are yeah, in love with say, him. We can't not say that Antonio Sabato Jr. is the hottest person to appear on this show as of yet. Oh, yeah. 100%. I... <laughs> definitely agree and i just loved everything about him he had to be my number one <laughs> i love his mob boss to like good guy routine i love like how charming and romantic he is oh bane just beautiful a beautiful character honestly i hope we see you again we got what six more seasons left you better make it another appearance for me babe yep so second on my list i put billy all right. He's number yeah. five on mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was, because I was trying to think, are there are a lot of characters I really like, and I'm trying to organize which one would be my favorite or not. Um, I thought Billy was so much fun. He was like, we got to see kind of more of an old school character um, who's funny, fun, romantic, and sweet nice to watch i loved his little story even though it was just the one episode plot no I, I really did like billy so i put him up there yeah no i agree with you i mean i loved his connection with phoebe i loved the way he interacts with the bad guys in the episode and i mean mm -hmm. he delivers one of my favorite moments in that episode which is when prue's like you know it's the 20th century it's the woman's job to save the day and he's just like oh all right all right he's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> my it. favorite who was your number two my number two was Charlene. She's number five on mine. Yeah, I thought that the way she kind of becomes almost like a fourth Hallowell in that episode, the way she works with the sisters was really interesting to me. I love her personality. I loved the way that she got justice for Tyra. I just, I thought she was all around an amazing character and I really wish we could have kept her around a little longer. Me too. I wish we got another Charlene episode because she was badass she blended in well with the sisters she helped them out cared about what she was doing like she she played her part very well I think she was a great character 100% agree so that's why I have her as number five but yeah and I love seeing a smart woman you know seeing her in the books and trying to prove the existence of demons to kind of like impress not only her father but the world right chef's kiss oh yeah 100% so Number three, I put Eric. Oh, okay. Not on my list. Misha Collins. I just, I mean, first of all, I just love Misha Collins. I mean, we all do. Who wouldn't? But I thought his character was really awesome, too. Kind of the, the way he wanted to fight for his dad, the acting in it, the connection between him and Phoebe. It was adorable. He played like this little sweetheart and caring for his father like no matter what the cost like it was kind of another story of you know 
father to father parallels and I just thought he did an amazing job. I, I really did enjoy his character. I wish I wish that it lasted more than just that one episode and that they didn't forget about each other, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And honestly, he's someone I very much considered putting on my list, but then I figured there were some other characters who I liked a little bit more. So I, I but I did love his character and I did enjoy his interactions with Phoebe, like you said, as well as the way he really was fighting for his dad. I think that was a beautiful storyline and I like the connections it drew out from the sisters as well. Great. All right. So my number three was the genie. So. Oh my God. I didn't even think about the genie. He would have definitely been on my list had I thought about him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no I definitely yeah <laughs> like I love the trickster personality and like we were saying in the episode like there was just something about him and the way he acts that is just so amazing and like so sexy like I was like crushing hard on the genie like no absolutely fair thinking back on it now if I had thought about I don't know how he slipped my mind we just saw him last week like that was <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know what happened there but no definitely a favorite as well yeah for every reason and I you love just his, said like journey to like becoming good by the end and then getting yeah gaining human. a conscience and realizing what emotions are and actually re being a good person in the end yeah loved it how about number four number four i put sam Ooh, he was he was one i really considered putting but then chose some others over him so why do you put sam I loved it. You know, he was still, even though he was this very, like, lonely, weirdo kind of guy, I love that character. Like, I love, I love that being thrown in there. I love his plot. I think he played it really well. And even though he was trying to act all, like, I don't give a fuck, you could tell how much he really cared for the sisters and for Patty. And I thought he was great. I really did like Sam. He was, yeah, he, no, he was up there for me. Too. And I really enjoyed his connection with Prue. I thought that that was a really Me nice storyline as well. So my number four, I put Christina from Pardon My Past. Um, I love the switch oh up my. where she becomes Anton. And I really love just like the acting throughout her scenes as well as, um, I mean, it was really Anton pretending to be her, right? Because the real Christina had like the memory issues and stuff. But Right, but I the actress, that, yeah. Her. And that actress, I couldn't not have her on my list. That's true. Another one I, I hadn't really thought about, but she's a favorite for me, too. Definitely agree. And my number five, again, was Billy. Remind me who yours was? Charlene. Yes. All right. Yeah. And then I also, because I couldn't fit him on my list, but I had to mention him, my honorable mention is Cleavant. Like... Oh, oh, yeah. Honorable mention Cleavant, for sure. You know who was another one I was considering? Kyle? The one who killed Tuatha? Oh, yes! Okay. I loved it. He was like a little, a little nerdy kid. His connection with Jenna or Jenny and the girls kind of feeling like almost maternal and everything. Yeah, I think another, you know, one we could have mentioned that didn't appear on either of our list is Aunt Gail. I really liked what she brought to it and kind of oh, seeing yeah. that connection back to Grams and everything. That was interesting as well. I agree. We're extending our lists a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was hard to pick five for that. What about your five favorite villains? Okay, well, 
Number one went back to my boy, my all-time favorite, Barbus. Two seasons in a row. Yep. Two seasons in a row. He's been our on both of our lists. Absolutely love him. His energy, his attitude, everything that we talked about in the season one wrap-up brought it all back. And God, it just never gets old. <laughs> yeah. Barbus, can't wait till next time we see you, babe. It was great having you back. It sure was. For number two, and I'm sure it's probably yours too, I put Lit back. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, he almost he almost surpassed Barbus. I loved Lit back. Blasphemy. Blasphemy <laughs> in my house. He would never actually, but like he was up there. He's got the same great energy and attitude and like the charming ego kind of thing, which is usually annoying to see but he plays it so well and I think he was just perfect his little like southern accent and loved him almost had a crush on him dare I say oh I think I actually do have a crush (laughs) there's no almost in this house (laughs) definite no everything you're saying and I I loved that episode overall and I really liked his powers they were so badass But, you know, as usual with the demons, his cockiness did end up being his downfall in the end. And his just belief that people can't change, right? Because Bane Mm -hmm. proved him wrong, and that's what kind of got him vanquished. Exactly. So, number three, I put Anton. I put past Phoebe and Anton as a tag team for my number three. Okay, all right. So, we're on the same, yeah. Yeah definitely old or past Anton is probably more what I was talking about and Phoebe together you're right that duo beautiful beautiful Beautiful. so far our top three are the same I know that's so funny I love the way he turned her evil I love the way that he is so in love with her that he like is willing to face the charmed ones yeah. in the hopes that they can be reunited. So that was really beautiful to me. And I think it's he's one of our characters that proves maybe evil can love. So that's another thing I enjoyed about him. Me too. Everything you're saying, I, I definitely agree. Right, so who did you four. put for your number four? I put Tuatha. Me too! <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I put Tuatha as my number four too. Wow, our top that is crazy i feel like number five we're gonna lose it but that would be crazy if we get it if we get it i'm gonna like i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna go crazy like i know (laughs) i'm gonna go crazy (laughs) this never happens that's hilarious she's a badass i'm sorry but tuatha was a badass witch like loved her power her with her little like snake and everything her outfits she herself was just beautiful like I think she did a great job I loved her yeah no I feel the same way I like the way she like fucks with the charmed ones I like the way she fucks with the documentary people like I think she's amazing I think she was so fun and I really like like historical things so kind of having her bring that 200 year old witch energy to the world was fun agreed so for number five moment of truth you want me to say first yeah go ahead i put crito 
Ooh, good one. I thought about putting Fredo, but I put someone else. Damn, it's so close. Yeah. Four for four, though. Who'd you put? I put the Succubus. You know, I was thinking about her, but I also just couldn't stand that bitch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I put Crido because I don't I I don't know. I think first of all the actor he's I think he's attractive, not like super hot, but I think he's like hot and I liked his energy and him kind of trying to like outsmart the charmed ones and learn to use their powers and kind of using scale to get the souls or anything like that he had like a really funny personality to me um and just enjoyable to watch enjoyable villains so he was my number five i chose the succubus because um i like that she was killing men no i'm just kidding <laughs> There you go, simple enough. No, but I like the way that she like played on her looks. I like the way that she had that connection with Phoebe. I thought it was a really interesting storyline. I feel like there's a lot in the world where like men take advantage of women. So I like that she used like sex for power. I always think that's an interesting storyline with female villains. Um, and it do- it wasn't done in a way where she was ultimately the one being, like, sexualized. I feel like she was really getting what she needed, if that makes sense, as opposed to, like, letting guys get what they want from her. Right. No, yeah, I, I-, I could see that. I definitely, I agree with that. I hadn't put her on there. I didn't, I don't know. I liked more of uh, Phoebe's connection to her at best, you know, but as a villain, it, she didn't stand out to me. But when you say all that, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I do. All right. So let's get into our main characters and their season two storylines. Should we start with some of the more minor of the recurring characters and then get to the charmed ones last? Yeah, let's do that. Jenny, did you hate her? I didn't hate her. She was okay. I don't know. She didn't bring much to the table. Her story kind of just, she just kind of vanished with very little explanation. Oh, she moved back in with her parents. Like, I did enjoy her kind of storyline of being that teenager in their lives, acting like a typical rebel or teenager would, kind of feeling like they never get their way or feeling like a misfit while still having like this kind of confidence. Um, I did, I did enjoy that. But she didn't stand out to me. I don't know. I I don't know why. I never really cared too much for her. Yeah. So I will say I did some research about her disappearance. So she was planned to be on the show longer, but apparently audiences hated her so much that they wrote her out. And I don't get the Jenny hate. Like, was she my favorite character? No. Did I have a problem with her? No. I thought when she appeared, like, she had some cute moments, especially with Phoebe. And I feel like had that, like, She's their little sister now. Storyline continued, especially while Piper and Dan were together. I think it would have been interesting. So, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I feel like I, we missed out a little bit on not having Jenny around a little longer. I don't know. It. I, I, I can see where people are coming from in the sense where it almost just, she almost came across just like a burden, you know? Like, say they had their own kids in the future and maybe they acted like that that'd be different because we kind of see the development with them this just kind of felt like 
this random neighbor who just threw herself into their lives and started pretending like she's part of the family while like literally just causing them more problems than helping it just like it felt unnecessary it didn't she didn't feel very important to me um honestly I I didn't I didn't think we're missing out I I I see it I understand why she was written out I don't know that's just kind of how I took it like you just you're causing problems you came out of nowhere like what like what are you doing here you know (laughs) yeah that's fair I guess I just can't help but wonder like where was her storyline going because I think where she was at I agree I don't think she was serving that much of a purpose but I really do wonder what it is they had planned for her and Mm -hmm. like where she would have gone as far as her relationship with the sisters or again like interfering somehow in Piper and Dan's relationship yeah I definitely agree but I loved her in uh the devil's music so I liked her storyline there I think she was a very like genuine teenager and I feel like a lot of time people just hate on teenage girls so maybe that's part of why I'm sensitive to the Jenny hate could be but in that episode, I actually, I will say that I did enjoy her, and her character felt very realistic there, you know? All right, what about Jack? Jack, I don't know, I, I didn't mind Jack either. He never felt too important to me, you know, because it was very obviously more like a fling, a fun thing for the both of them. But I did love his storyline and him kind of starting out as this douchebag. And still having those traits along the way, but we do realize that there actually is a good side to him and he is there to help her. And like in Awakened, when she was so worried about Piper, she's like, he's like, I'm not so good with the words, but like, go be with your sister. Like, I'll handle things, you know, like I'm here for you. Like, I, I did like seeing those aspects of him. I think his story was good. The way it ended kind of made sense to me. It just wasn't going to work out. And um, yeah, I... I I think it was it was fine yeah I think like we talked about his departure was came a little quick after what was happening in the episode before it was very quick reversal but other than that I thought the overall use of him for Prue's storyline was successful I always think it's interesting when like a male character is used just to push a female character's story forward because so often in tv and movies we see the opposite happened Mm -hmm. so that was something really interesting And, you know, he was a good sense of, like, comic relief throughout the episodes he was there, so I enjoyed him in that regard. But like you said, his relationship with Prue has never been something I really loved. Took serious. um, Was never serious, and I never really shifted. I was like, eh, they're fine, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very much just okay. Yeah. So, what about Dan? So, Dan... I've always low-key been a Dan hater, but this season, this watch, I really connected with Dan. I really enjoyed his character. I enjoyed his storyline with Piper. I was a little sad when they broke up, which is something I've never felt before watching the show. I I definitely agree. I mean, I feel like this time around, watching it as kind of more grown and more analytical, you know, I definitely felt a little more for Dan here I was sad for him I wasn't so much sad when they broke up it it felt like he was trying very hard and they were cute together but I didn't I don't know at the end of the day I still wanted Piper and Leo together and I felt like that's how things were headed 
but I did enjoy his storyline. He served a great purpose and kind of that guilt and difficulty struggle all throughout the season for Piper was um, very interesting, very important. So it, you know, he he did a great job playing that role, I think. Yeah, and I liked seeing kind of the development of him and Piper's relationship. And I liked how respectful he is throughout. Like, no matter mm-hmm. what was going on, he's always very understanding. Which is why his reactions in the last episode of the season are a little bit shocking. A little out of place. Him be, like, so understanding all season. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I never want to talk to you again. I wish you never told me, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, where is this coming from? This is not the Dan I know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Kind of his outro felt a little out of place in that aspect. But, I mean, I guess it's somewhat reasonable at the same time. So, bittersweet. But, yeah, I I do see what you're saying. I'm just glad that in the end he found peace. And kind of, I guess the show, it feels like they kind of did that so that we could all wrap up and find closure to the dance storyline, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not just gone, and it's not just, oh, could they have ever worked? No, it's, it wouldn't have worked. He was not about that, you know? And it was a good way to wrap up something like that at the end of the day, I think. Yeah, I agree. Good luck in Portland, Dan. It was lovely having you. Um, yeah. I'll miss you. Um, I enjoyed your character. And best of luck in the future. I hope you find that, you know, happy life that you were hoping to have with Piper. In my head canon, you go off, you get married, you have kids, you have a beautiful life, so. Yep, that's what we're hoping for. So, should we talk about Daryl next? Yeah. I really loved Daryl's storyline throughout this season. I know we had um, our struggles in the past with maybe kind of things that he would say back in season one, but... We developed a lot with Daryl this season. I mean, after Andy's death already, he kind of became the new cop figure and close person in their lives. Not only is he a friend, but then he finds out about the secret. We learn a little more about his life, that he's married, has kids or whatever. And I was very happy with kind of the progression, the development and how things played out over time and how he's kind of becoming a bigger role in their lives. It felt well-paced, and I think I think his, I, I was really happy with Daryl's story this season. Yes. I think this season, the writers really figured out what to do with Daryl's character. In season one, he was very much just there to contrast Andy, to be the non-believer, to be Andy's partner. That was really his only role. In this season, we see him, like you said, become our main cop, Um, We see him form connections with the sisters. I mean, we open the season with that conversation between him and Prue in um, Witch Trial where he's saying that, you know, Andy pre-warned him that if something happened to him to protect the sisters, right? Then we slowly have him working with them until he eventually learns the secret. And once he learns the secret, yeah, he's still playing it a little like, I don't want to know everything. I just want to be on a need-to-know basis. But he is doing everything he can to help the sisters, which is ultimately impacting his career, as we've seen throughout the season. We got a lot of Daryl phone calls in the last few episodes. I hope we'll get some more real storylines for him in season three. But like you said, we got little background info about his marriage and his family, and I'm excited to have more Daryl going forward. Me too. 
now in the future we're gonna have him as hopefully someone steady in their lives steady playing his part and we get to learn more about him and involve him a little more in, in the next season and seasons to come that's all i can hope for yeah i mean i feel like at the end of the day daryl is basically a part of their family if there are two like people who really are part of the hallowell family who aren't hallowells it's daryl and leo oh 100 percent. let's talk about leo i was also very happy with leo's story in this season Kind of the way we had that confusion, is he coming back, he's back, is it going to work, all of that in season one, got all figured out in this season, you know? He risked his powers as a white lighter in order to save Piper, showing how much he really does love her, and then lost them and was like, hey, I'm mortal now, and I'm going to prove to you that I am the man that you should be with, that, you know, we can make this work. So I love seeing that. I love that he had this constant involvement in their lives, even when Piper was still dating Dan. And he was still very respectful as much as he still had, you know, little comments to say and everything while they were together. Overall, he was very respectful of her feelings. And in the end, she came to that decision. And we got to see them kind of having their first real dates, real connections, real moments as a couple, as opposed to just kind of bits and pieces when they get to see each other you know so I really liked the development of him in here and kind of pushing him further into their lives and closer to them it made me really happy I think that was also very well paced it made sense the way it happened with you know Dan and Leo and Piper it was great I, I loved his storyline yeah me too I'll say that Brian Cross should have gotten a main title role much earlier in the season yeah um, I think that in the beginning, we were seeing, like you said, a lot of that, are Leo and Piper together? What the fuck is going on? Because in episode one, we had her hooking up with that rando. And mm -hmm. then I think it was episode two, Leo was back and they were kissing. And I was just like, hmm, okay. Yeah, but, interesting. Um, I did enjoy the way that we saw that struggle in the beginning where they couldn't really figure out what their relationship was with him being they're white later and they never really worked to make it happen until we get later in the season we see that they do really love each other like you said we have awakened and then we have that struggle between leo and dan in the middle of the season i really appreciate the way that they play that storyline out and the way that we see them realize that they really want to work on their relationship. I mean, we see the importance of communication between them and Ex Libris, and we learn more about White Lighters because of Leo throughout this season, about his bosses, and about kind of like what his role is in giving them advice, but ultimately letting them make their own decisions. Yeah, exactly. Got a little more of that role, and we end on a big note about him too, or about him and Piper, What's going to happen with them after her meeting them? So the sisters. Um, let's start with Prue. All right. So I think that her storyline this season, love life-wise, felt very realistic. Honestly, her whole life-wise felt very realistic, you know? I mean, we start with her still at this job working to do what she has to do to take care of the family 
hurt about Andy's death, which is how we end the last season, and kind of falling into that rebound with Jack, and that lasting for a little bit, and then her kind of taking her space, and then having a small little connection with Bane, but nothing that can go anywhere, and then love and dating just kind of turning into work for her, and her finally in the end deciding, you know what, I want to find something real. It felt very paced, like that was stretched along throughout the whole season, a whole year of her going through this struggle after Andy's death, which made a lot of sense. We get her following a new career path and kind of deciding, you know what, it's time to take control of my life and do what I want to do, and her finding that new passion, leaving Buckland's and working as a photographer and getting right on top of it as soon as she wanted to, went into it, made it, and has been doing great ever since like that I loved her story throughout I think it was great yeah and I love the way that Piper supported her in that journey I think early in the season we see Prue supporting Piper when she helps her to buy the club right Mm -hmm. and then when Prue decides that she wants to follow her passion we see Piper taking on that big sister role and supporting her in that so I loved that aspect of their relationship in this season I also loved a lot of the Prue and Phoebe scenes. I feel like we saw them become so close, constantly doing things, just the two of them having some really beautiful conversations, like at the end of Part in My Past, and even them just having fun, like we saw in Be Careful What You Wish For, like, or in mm-hmm. Apocalypse Not, I mean. Yeah. I think that was awesome, and everything about it this season, her connection with her sisters has grown, her new passion in life, and her kind of having that difficulty to realization in her love life I think all worked really well for me this season yeah also her kind of like realizations about family um the way she feels about their mom's death obviously came into play in p3h2o Mm -hmm. we also saw how she feels about their dad both in their everywhere and in ex libris so we saw the way that she while she misses her dad she kind of has accepted that he's not going to be who she want who she wants him to be and that that's okay she's like i'm not going to put in any more effort and it's fine that's just who he is and i think that's a lot of growth for her and it's really interesting yeah. to see that in comparison to her sisters as well it is i i mean we start out she was so angry before holding on to that you know and she came to a point where now she's finally starting to just accept which it is unfortunate but just accept that this is the way that it's always going to be so it does show huge growth you know yeah also her getting a new power happens in this season she's the first sister we see develop a second power And I also think there's this idea pushed throughout the season that she's the strongest witch. I think we see that come up a lot, starting in episode one, where they think that she's the one who can fight Abraxas because the power of one has to mean Prue because she's the strongest. And I like the way that, you know, she handles being considered the strongest by her sisters. And we see more and more of her vulnerability throughout different episodes in the season. I feel like that's something that comes up over and over again. Yeah. So, on to Piper. Most of her storyline this season was, or almost all of it, was her love life, you know? It was Dan and Leo-based, which it worked really well. 
I loved seeing her with Leo and then kind of her falling for Dan and ending up deciding that Leo's who she really loves and making things work and kind of the struggle between the whole thing. It felt well paced. It felt really realistic, emotional, um, enjoyable, and the guilt, everything that she felt was shown throughout the season. I think they did a phenomenal job. I do hope that in the future we get a little more growth and storyline for her in other aspects of her life because I feel like that was mostly what we had been focused on this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't completely disagree. I think definitely her middle of the season was all love life, so I totally agree with you there. But I think at the beginning, we did have some career development. I mean, at the end of season one, she quits her job at the restaurant. And in season two, episode one, she's focused on buying her club. Then she's trying to pick up the business and figure all that out, right? Oh, that's true. I I, I guess I kind of didn't acknowledge that in the beginning of the season. We did have a lot more career path for her and once she got settled and figured everything out that's when it kind of took that turn for her love life but yeah you're right I do agree and then towards the end of the season I feel like we did start to get some other aspects once her and Leo were kind of working things out I mean we got her storyline in how to make a quilt out of Americans where she's struggling with being a witch and wanting to have a normal life which I feel is something that was coming up throughout her relationship with Dan And her beginning of her relationship with Leo as well, where she wants them to not have magic as their focus. Mm -hmm. I also think that we get, of course, that heartbreak in Astral Monkey where she struggles with losing an innocent. And of course, in the episode Apocalypse Not, where she, and Phoebe as well, but is really against the idea of losing Prue and even fights Leo on it, which I think is one of their first major disagreements since they got back together. I think they bickered a lot early in the season, but after that, they were kind of on the same team for a while up until he says that they have to choose the world over Prue. Yeah, you're right. I I definitely do agree with you on that. All right, should we move to Phoebe? Let's do it. Again, excellent storyline with her. Um, We get to see her kind of become more mature and finally take those steps to go to school and follow her career path or start that journey, at least. I like that she's enjoying it. We see genuinely how smart we have always known that she is, but we get to see that come out now that she's going to school and everything. We know she was having struggles last season, feeling like she's not the smartest and having that oh wait no that was in this season yeah that was in the painted world a painted world yeah well that development of her feeling like that to kind of where she is now starting to go to school learning things enjoying it and becoming her own person and I can't wait to see where that takes her you know yeah I think, you know, beyond her development as kind of like a student and this person pursuing her career and interests, we also see her growing magically. She becomes really good at like spell writing. We see that becoming a passion of hers throughout this season. We see how much she loves being a witch. I mean, we even get in that episode where Piper wants to quit. She's like, well, I'll always want to be a witch. Like, it's still something that she finds the joy in. And each time one of her sisters wants to give up on it, she's right there fighting for them to keep on with their destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, we get a million little one episode love interests for her that don't seem to go anywhere 
We also get that episode Heartbreak City where we find out that Phoebe struggles with love. And a lot of ideas of Phoebe having like these darker love interests that I think are really interesting and I want to keep an eye on. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I feel like in her story, we didn't get anything real out of her love life aside from kind of in Heartbreak City where we learn a little more about why she struggles so much with that. And again, like you said, constantly bringing up this darker side and kind of setting her up with bad guys. It's definitely something I want to keep an eye out too, an eye out for too. And what was I going to say? Yeah, her as a witch becoming stronger and better, you know, not having any real um, active power, but still managing to learn to kick ass, learn to write spells and make potions and do everything that she needs to do to strengthen herself as a witch. Very impressive. And I love I loved her story as well this season. Yeah, me too. And I'm really excited. I mean, to see where all the sisters are going in season three. What are some predictions we have? What do we think's coming up for them? Well, real quick, I did just want to point out, because I noticed this while I was like talking or, you know, kind of thinking about their storylines. I noticed how each sister had a different kind of main storyline, you know? Piper's was her love life, for the most part. Prue with her career change for the most part and Phoebe with starting school you know so they all kind of had completely different main storylines to focus on and kind of have their own different directions throughout the show and I or throughout the season and I thought that was pretty cool that I saw that they have them going in different directions you know yeah and I love the way that these different storylines for them tend to connect back to their magical lives in Mm -hmm. some way I think that's something really interesting And it really does point out to that destiny idea that we keep bringing up and that the show keeps pointing out to us. Exactly. So season three predictions, what do we think is going to happen next? I want to know what you have to say. All right. So I'm really wondering what the hell is going to happen when Piper and Leo get back from meeting the bosses. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to finally get a love interest for Phoebe that lasts Mm -hmm. longer than one episode I feel like we were getting so many hints about that especially towards the end of the season so I'm like where is a love interest for Phoebe waiting for it wondering um if any of the sisters are going to develop any new powers so far only Prue has more than one power wondering what the hell is going to happen with the source and the council like what is going to happen me too I everything that you've said is pretty much kind of what I'm wondering too I predict they probably will give us a love interest for Phoebe eventually hopefully this season you know we've yet to have one for her and we have been getting a lot of hints at that we've we've been picking up on that so I I'm interested to see how that goes next season if we find somebody if any of the other sisters develop more powers like you said um kind of this big bad that we're starting to hear about in this season how is that going to develop into the next season? If kind of it's going to be less monster of the week and more maybe them growing to fight this big evil. I'm I'm curious to see how they play it, that part out. And I want to know if Prue ever ends up getting a new love interest as well. You know, finds that true love that she's been looking for and been waiting for. I also can't wait to see how this, how, you know, 
the story between Daryl develops and hopefully we learn more about him and like we said maybe get some more Daryl focused episodes yeah definitely I'm totally agreeing um I know we sat saw um Prue say at the end of the season that she's looking for Mr. Wright right so maybe Mm -hmm. she'll find him in season three yeah can only hope all right anything else you want to say before we switch over to spoilers no I think I'm about ready for some spoilers all right, so any first-time watchers out there, you're going to want to cut the episode right here because we are going to talk very openly about future seasons. So if you have not seen the entire show, go ahead and hit end right now, and we'll see you back in season three. So I can't believe it. I mean, we're finally here. We're about to meet Cole. I am so excited right now. I literally cannot wait. I am counting down the days till I get to watch Cole's first episode. (laughs) I know. I've been waiting for this moment. And it is so funny the way they have that, like, have made those connections with Anton and kind of saying things like that about Phoebe's love life and all the hints they've been dropping. Like, it's clear they had this planned out and that Cole, you know, since he's going to be evil and everything, like, I, I guess I never really noticed all the hints before any other times that I was watching. But this time around, I've we've talked about it, picked up on it, and I'm loving it. I'm yeah, loving there it. are so many times where I had to cut little things out of episodes because there would be a line that would come up and I'd be like, um, foreshadowing of Cole question mark yep. question mark in the notes. <laughs> Every time. I I I remember vividly and I remember thinking about that too, because when I'm watching the episodes, any other time I've watched, like I said, it's just been kind of like, oh, because I love the show, you know, I'm not really thinking about that. But this time around, since we're really digging into each and every episode, I'm noticing everything, and it's crazy. Yeah, and there was also, like, references to, like, Phoebe's future when she becomes the Queen of Hell in Apocalypse Not, when he's like, oh, have you ever been a demon? Like, I feel like they wanted us to just think back to, like, either um, there's a woogie in the house or the past Phoebe um, from Pardon My Past. But, I mean, this Phoebe is one day going to become evil, so it's like wow i know they're really they're really setting us up here people just don't know we keep bringing it up can evil love like i'm so excited to talk about the cole and phoebe storyline overall i mean i'll admit they're my favorite ship in the show at least from previous watches i'm excited to see if i still feel that way i'm sure i will because i love a good toxic couple but me too you gotta (laughs) love that in a show i'm i'm so excited to get there and to talk about all of that as well like you said, we've had these discussions about can evil love, and I feel like we're going to be able to dive really deep into that once Cole comes along. Yes. Another thing from this season that um, I'm thinking about going into season three, the way that we saw in P3H2O, Prue's fear of dying young and how obviously we're going to face that at the beginning of season four, I'm like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, like, this was her greatest fear and it's gonna come true for her. I know. It's so unfortunate. I can't believe it. Her death is coming up so soon. Like, it's not going to take us very long to get there. I know. And I think the hardest part about it is going to be, since we're spoiler-free, like, at the end of season three, you don't know she died. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. find out until the beginning of season four. So, like, wrapping it up without mentioning that Prue's dead is going to be so hard. Yeah. It's going to be so weird for me. Oh, about Prue. Because I I don't know if I'm blanking or what, but she never 
does find another real love interest, right? No, she has that, like, one friend of Piper's that she dates for a couple of episodes after the reunion, but she never Mm -hmm. really has, like, anything serious. That sucks that they never really ended up giving her anyone. Yeah, I mean, I feel like had she not been written out of the show, she might have developed another love interest, but I think um, once they decided that that's where her storyline was going, I don't think they tried as hard. Was that, like, a last-minute decision? Do you know anything about that, kind of? I don't know too much about it. I know that Shannon Doherty is planning to do a podcast where she's going to talk more about her exit from the show, but I do think that it came around somewhere in the last few episodes. So it's not something that was planned early in the season, mm-hmm. but I think two or three episodes before the season finale, they planned that she was going to die in the season finale. Okay. I'm excited for Paige to come along, though. I am. Me too. As much as I love Prue very much, and honestly, I can't decide, you know, like, I can't pick between the two. I never have. But I love both of them so much. Like, I love the earlier seasons where we have Prue. Also love the later seasons where we have Paige. Like, I can't wait for her to get introduced, for Sam's story to, like, like, I love that we're talking about Sam and their mom kind of have building that connection now. And then they play it into the rest of the show. Like, it's just so great. And I cannot wait to get there. Yeah, I know. I've been, like, trying to keep a secret, like, oh, we're gonna see Sam again and find out more about him. Like, gotta keep that on the down low. Other things in season three I'm really looking forward to. I'm trying to think. Um, Piper and Leo's wedding. Yeah, them getting married. I can't wait. I love that we get it, like, and that's next episode. Well, they don't get married, but that's when, like, they decide to get married, right? Right when they come home. They do get engaged in episode one then. How did that slip my mind? Why did I think it was later? Probably because the wedding is so much later. Yeah, they don't end up getting married until way in the end, but... Yeah, they try to get married and they take Leo away and everything. So, oh, it's going to be so, it's going to be a banging start. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited for um, Piper and Phoebe to get new powers in this season. Yep. Um, I'm excited for more of the source and kind of the development of the hierarchy of evil. Mm-hmm. We get a lot upcoming, you know, I mean, Piper and Leo getting married Phoebe with Cole and then Prue, Prue's death and them getting new powers and everything. All of that happens in this season. So I wonder what, uh, what else? Is there any other big things that we're missing from the season? Um, I think Phoebe finishes college in this season. I'm pretty sure. Does she? Okay. It's either this or the beginning of season four. I can't remember, but. Right. One or the other. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at the episode lists to remember what each one is, see what great ones we have coming up. But I always think of season three as my favorite, so I'm excited to see if that still stands as uh, we we rewatch it now. Me too. I I can't wait to talk about it. Any uh, final thoughts you want to throw in? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you know, what's a great episode that I think is probably going to be one of my favorites that I can't wait to watch? The one where they go back and give birth to Melinda Warren. Oh yeah, All Hallowell's Eve. All Hallowell's Eve. I like I that one's always been one of my favorites. Great for the season, and I already know once we get to the wrap up, that one's gonna be up there. Yeah, if we don't both mention that one, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I I definitely agree. But aside from that, yeah, I think that's 
all that I've got to say. I, I am very looking, very much looking forward to this. Me too. And I mean, there's a lot I'm clearly forgetting about season three, so I'm excited to rewatch <laughs> it and put it all back together correctly in my mind. Yes, piece things together. So thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. And join us back next time for season three, episode one, The Honeymoon's Over.